In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's the Q-Dog. It's Chris, and we're talking about relationships. See you on the other side. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q-Dog in the Moran Family Studio, joined virtually by Chris Parsons, and he is here, and we're going to get an introduction, and we're going to talk about his book, It Starts With You. And I got to tell you, Chris, in all candor, uh, seeing the title of that book and understanding, you know, what the... uh, What's the line, like what the tagline? Um, I was very excited about that because we have received like a number of emails and it's it gets really sad at some point. And it's like, well, what, how the heck can I help this audience through this particular situation? So um, ever since I heard from your group reaching out to me to see if you want to be on the show, I was excited to do so. Looked at some of your YouTube videos as well. And with that... Um, why don't you tell us who you are, what you're about, and a little bit about your book, and let's get this discussion started. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, I published a book uh, about um, five, six months ago. It starts with you, The Secret to a Passionate Marriage and Peaceful Home, Even If Your Spouse Doesn't Want to Change. And really, the the big premise that I wanted people to understand is that they have the power to change things in their marriage and their relationship, um, even if their spouse doesn't want to change, because so many people feel stuck and trapped and unable to move forward in their marriage because their spouse, you know, quote unquote, isn't doing their part. You know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but they're not doing all the things that we agreed to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, and I would, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't heard that in emails and maybe at some point in my relationship, maybe I've even said that. So um, tell me a little bit, tell me this, um, what brought writing this book on? What's the catalyst for that? So um, really it all started with my own marriage uh, basically falling apart. Um, seven, eight years ago, uh, you know, my wife and I had, had been through a lot of trauma. Um, we had a stillborn, our, our first child, um, we lost when my wife was like eight months pregnant and, um, things just were getting worse and worse in our relationship. And some days we were roommates and some days it was toxic with, you know, heated arguments and mean, critical, nasty things said to each other. Um, and, uh, then I found some, some masculinity advice, um, that, uh, had a lot of truth to it. Um, but, um, because I was feeling so hurt, I, I had, you know, I really hate the term, but, you know, toxic masculinity, uh, it, it was very much a, um, like the quote says, hurt people, hurt people. And mm-hmm. I was hurting. And, um, and so I took some of that advice and I, I started using it. Um, but I was, I was using it not with a good heart and not in a good place. And I was, I was using it to hurt my wife because I was so hurt. Um, and that's when things really, you know, hit a, hit a, a boiling point. They just boiled over and, uh, my wife said she wanted a separation and, um, I never thought that my wife and I would get to that point. You know, we had um, a love as big, as magical, as as much of a fairy tale as you can imagine. Um, We got married on the one-year anniversary of our first date, and we had only met a couple days, maybe a week before that. How cool. 
And we both knew immediately that we wanted to get married. Um, and yet, you know, seven years into marriage, um, that's, that's where we found ourselves. And, um, so in that process, while we were separated, I had to do a lot of self-reflection, a lot of really, uh, you know, looking at myself honestly and, and what I was doing and what I could do different to make things different. Um, and I stopped blaming her and I just accepted the responsibility to change things. Um, and I had a lot of things to figure out in that process, uh, because all the mainstream marriage advice had, had really, um, gotten me to that point. You know, we did pre-marriage counseling, we did marriage Bible studies, we read marriage books, you know, we were, we knew each other's love languages, we were doing date nights, you know, I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to do. And, um, and it failed me. And so, um, you know, that, that really was the catalyst for a personal transformation in me. Um, and then shortly thereafter, I had a, a very dear friend um, whose wife wanted a divorce. And so I told them exactly what to do. I wrote the text messages for him. I, you know, told him every step of the way what to do. Two weeks later, his wife uh, puts her wedding ring back on. She says, I made a mistake. I want to be with you. I love you. Uh, and he calls me up the next day. He says, hey, you know what? I didn't really agree with a lot of what you were telling me to do anyway. And um, I've got it from here. And it wasn't a week later, she took her wedding ring back off and said, I don't know what I was thinking. I made a huge mistake by thinking I could be with you. Um, and that, that, you know, it broke my heart. This was somebody that I, I loved and I cared about, uh, still love and care about. And, um, and to see all that pain and that turmoil and, and everything that he had to go through, you know, losing, uh, seeing his kids every day in his house. And, mm. um, and when I, when I first got him back with his wife, that's when I started thinking I should be a marriage coach. I'm great at this. And then when things fell apart, I thought, gosh, I, you know, I'm not, this isn't a win, you know, maybe I could get a testimonial, maybe I could, you know, make money with it, but it's not creating real lasting change. And I just didn't feel good about myself for it. Um, and so that's when I really um, dove into uh, really becoming a, an expert and understanding personal transformation because just knowing what to do isn't enough. That's right. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And there's so much to to unpack there. I'm fighting myself to think about things as a, as I'm listening to you because it's just throwing off, you know, different buzzers, if you will. And I would be, I would be upset with myself if I did not say just, you know, my heart goes out to you and your wife for that tragic event that took place. Um, so just know that, uh, you know, I, I, I deeply apologize for you having to go through that. It looks like in some magical way, it's not magic, you had to put the work in, but in some magical way, you were able to take that situation and transform your life and your marriage. So you definitely have my respect for that. Um, and so, and that's one of the reasons I love having guests on this podcast, um, because you get to meet people and what you're talking about, what you're doing. And, I, and this is not going to sound good in the beginning, but it's not just something you learned from a book while you're selling a book. OK, but it was birthed out of experience, blood, sweat, tears, etc. And I think, you know, we all just kind of going back real quickly. We all kind of have heard so much in the current culture about toxic masculinity. It's like an ounce of masculinity now has wrecked the world and. I'm kind of with you in that sense. It's I and and when you were talking about that, something came to my mind, so I wrote it down. And rather than it being toxic mas masculinity, maybe it was just misguided masculinity. 
And because you had, like we talk about sometimes here, it's like you have great ideas, but the execution is just not great. And so while those principles may have been rooted in truth, like you say, you were coming from a place of hurt and hurt people hurt people. And it was just misguided. Um, So kudos to you for being open. I've got, I have so many questions that have to do with this and about the writing of the book, but what, uh, how long did the process take and, and, and how did you go about finding your way to bring your marriage back together? Because I think the, the point that you, y'all were actually separated, correct? Um, briefly, like less than a week. Uh, and, um, and then, you know, I moved back into the house, but, uh, it was not like things were fixed. It was that, you know, we, we both agreed to, um, do some, uh, some, uh, therapy, some inner healing and some marriage counseling. And so it was just, um, kind of an agreement to, to continue working forward. Uh, but not, it's not like anything was fixed in a week. Absolutely. And so that's part of, um, and we'll get into the book, you know, here soon with, with where you, where you want to go and how, you know, that particular journey you want to talk us through. But for my listeners, because I've had, I've had guys email me and talk about being separated from their wife and, you know, they're sleeping on the kid's bed and she's sleeping in their bedroom. And then, you know, obviously, you know, some, some guys, uh, have moved out of the house or maybe their wife has moved out of the house. And it's kind of crazy. The things that the things that you see come via email when you do a marriage podcast. Um, but how the heck did you yourself handle having to leave your home? What in the world was that experience like? Awful. Um, I'm not a smoker and I was smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day. Uh, just unbelievable levels of anxiety and stress and fear and doubt and, um, really feeling like a failure and, and inadequate. Um, and, um, and it was hard. I mean, I, um, I found some little campground that had the cheapest rent I could find, you know, $70 a night or something that, that wasn't a motel. And, um, had had nature because I wanted to be out where I could take long walks and um, clear my mind. And, um, you know, um, it felt like it felt like my world was ending to I mean, you know, uh, there's really no other way to put it. Wow. I just commend you, man. I uh, I commend you in being able to to find your way through that. And then um, whatever took place for y'all to move back in. I, I just, I'm happy. I'm happy that you found a way, obviously not happy you had to go through it, but happy that you found a way to get back into your home and for y'all to kind of create the framework um, of putting your life back together. And, you know, one thing I've said on this podcast and you said it, you said something different. I don't know if it's contrary or, or what, but I said on this podcast so many times that, Really, uh, if you want to put your marriage back together or change your marriage, you just need two people willing to do that. Um, but you actually said you just need one. So I would love for you to talk us through that because I, it's definitely something I want to learn. Just just to be able to, you know, and the good thing is I have you to point, you know, listeners in that direction if they're going through something like this because you have the expertise you have the book now and you have something where they can learn from like real life experience but talk to me about all you need is one person willing yeah to begin putting your relationship back together so i agree with you you do need both people however it only takes one person to start because when you change yourself you change how your spouse views you, how your wife views you, how they treat you. Um, and you change whether they 
are interested in and desire to be a part of being with you. Um, and so, yes, you absolutely do need both people, but, but if you don't have that, you, you have to start with one person changing themselves, um, in order to get your wife to care, to want to be with you, because, you know, um, I didn't really have any resources uh, at that point when I was struggling. I had one really big lesson that I had learned in business, which I then applied to my marriage, which, which is how I figured everything out since then, which is um, that the evidence will guide you, right? When you, mm. when you set your mind on the outcome that you want, you know, when I got really clear on what a happy, healthy marriage looked like, then because everything I believed about what a good man, what a good husband looked like was wrong, right? I wouldn't have been in my situation um, if, if I had the right ideas and beliefs around how to create a happy, healthy marriage and how to be a good husband and man. And so I had to just let go of, of that belief entirely. You know, I was a classic, uh, quote unquote, nice guy, people pleaser, um, trying to, you know, do everything for my wife to make her love me, uh, try to earn her love and affection and attention. I would do things for her and then expect that that meant that she had to do things for me, uh, falling into, you know, what I call the trade trap, where you try to trade for needs well i went to the mall with you so now you have to you know whatever in the bedroom sure sure and you know it's it's really interesting that you say that because i'm a freaking i'm i'm the freaking nice guy people pleaser and i i am really you know over the years i'm thank god i have my wife because she is she's not a people pleaser so to speak and you know, I feel it's like my obligation to make everybody make sure everybody's comfortable, and I don't even know why I'm doing it. Like I hate being at parties because I feel like I'm the one that has to entertain, and I'm letting people down if I'm not. And I just had just read a book called "No More Mister Nice Guy." Yep. That uh, have you have you read that book? Uh huh. Yeah, and so you it's interesting. You called it a trade trap. He called it like covert contracts. Right. You know, with strings attached and not everything in that book applies to me, but there were some that really, really hit me deep. And I kind of got that from my uh, my Bible school teacher um, and he had wrecked his marriage and as a recovering narcissist. And, you know, he had he was able to bring his marriage back as well in it. And there was some of that nice guy in there. So it's just really interesting that um you bring that up because that's somewhere in uh, where it affects me. And um, so when it, when it comes to, when it comes to those particular um, trade traps you're talking about are following the evidence, if we bring it all the way back to where, yeah. um, you know, what you learned in business, what, what got you, what got, what was the framework that you put together for this evidence you were looking for, if that question even makes sense. Um, so for me, um, what, what I did was step back and I looked at how the evidence had shown me time and time again, that everything I thought made me a good husband made my marriage worse. Gotcha. Right? Um, and so then I thought, I had already kind of tried like, well, I'm going to go to the other extreme. I'll try to be, you know, super masculine, you know, uh, really manly guy. Um, and, and so I thought, well, I, I don't know. Like I, I didn't feel like I had a good role model, uh, for what, what, um, a good husband looked like, uh, or a good man, um, from, really anybody in my life. I mean, that's where I first started was, well, let me just try to find somebody to model. And I looked around and I was like, I don't think I want any of their marriages. Um, true. And so, uh, you know, there was aspects of them that I liked, 
that I, I, you know, considered, but I said, you know, I mean, the evidence was showing me all along that what I was doing was wrong. I'm just going to let it guide me to show me what, it, what it, what is right. And, um, so just, oh, you know, it, I look, I really looked at it like science experiments. I'm going to mm -hmm. respond like this and I'm going to see what my wife says and how she responds. And then, you know, oh, that's a data point of evidence that when I act charming, she acts nice. And, you know, just like little things, but it, it ended up building into bigger things. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And it's, it, you know, it sounds so silly and trite, but it's like do more of what's working and do less or none of what doesn't work. I mean, it's just that to me is just brilliant advice for life in general. Right. And, uh, you know, I think um, sometimes we tend me. to complicate things as men because yeah. we we overthink it. So and it's I think it's important to, to be and to have, you know, good, solid male masculine role models. The thing that happens, though, is it's like if you're if what meets your wife's need is maybe a, a Ryan Gosling type personality and you're over here trying to be the rock because it's the model that you have, you're going to do more damage than good because that's not going to meet what her core needs are. So you being able to take a step back and, and run it like a clinical trial and say, okay, I'm going to try to feed what I believe is the goodness that she needs. And I'm going to see how that goes and then I'm going to do more of what works is quite simply a brilliant way to go about it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't have anything, you know, any spectacular articulation to deliver on that. It's like I'm just kind of dumbfounded in the moment to say it just made, it's really simple. It makes a lot of sense. Do more of what works. I mean, that is that is a principle for life. So kudos to you, brother. You... Somebody, um, somebody told me uh, that my book was just common sense, and I just shrugged my shoulders. I said, "Well, you know, they say common sense isn't too common." Um, <laughs> it, it really, I mean, I feel like it's all really, really obvious once you see it, but it's hard to see when you're in the fog of your own feelings, when you Absolutely. feel self-righteous when you feel justified when you feel hurt when you feel resentful bitter uh, when you feel insecure when you feel like you aren't worthy all these things cloud your ability to see really obvious truths i guess what i would say to somebody that says oh your book is just a, a bunch of common sense um i would say well if it's common sense, then how well is your marriage at this right. point? And how, right. how go Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? Because <laughs> if it's common sense and you're not using it, obviously it's not that common sense. And really, you know, what we've done on this show a few times is uh, we've taken listener emails and we have read their emails to them. You know, we changed the names to Jack and Jill as opposed to who they are. But we've we've read their emails to them, so they get an opportunity to listen from the outside, like remove their self from the emotion and hear the story like it's somebody else's mm. story. Yeah. And then sometimes when you remove yourself from that and the emotion's not there, it's easy. Hey, man, it's easy to fix everybody else's life. I mean, hey, I, I can't fix mine, but I can fix anybody's. I've got all the answers. And to me, that's kind of what this book, um, what this book would represent. It it is a look from the outside while you're getting an inside perspective of how to change your life. And I agree with you totally. That's what was the catalyst to my marriage changing is for me taking responsibility for my actions, even taking responsibility for my thoughts towards my wife, taking responsibility for what kind of man I wanted to be. And doing this funeral experience and saying, what would I want these people to say about me? And coming back to reality and saying, is my life on a course to be that guy? And if it's not, okay, I need to, I've got crap I got to figure out. And then understanding that 
My wife has her own specific set of needs that need to be fulfilled. And what does that look like? So if you find yourself in a spot where you are desperate to change and everything that you're using or doing or the examples you have aren't working, much like where Chris found himself. He was doing all the right things according to, I don't we can get into, into this in a minute, but he was doing all the things that he thought based on all the materials he was given, and his marriage was only getting worse. So what you have here, you have a guy who's been through this, who's been able to reconcile his marriage, and if his, his buddy that would have followed the process, it sounds like, um, would have continued on. Maybe he could have saved his marriage. I don't know what the state of that marriage is. You have this from a guy that's done this very thing. Um, so to me, the book is something that you should go out and you should get immediately. You should get that and you should begin to read it. And if you feel like it's common sense, you need to look at if you're even exercising common sense then in your relationship. And it'll help you step out of your relationship. And I'm sure take the examples that Chris is giving you and you can be the catalyst to changing your relationship. Is that fair? Definitely. Excellent. Excellent. So some of the, some of the things you're talking about, like, you know, love language, um, it's a, it sounds like you had a healthy dose of, of church and maybe some kind of religious influence in, you know, in your marriage. Um, my wife and I originally, we got married, um, I had moved to California, we got married out there, and uh, I think it was the Jack Hayford Church on the Way uh, pre-marriage class that we did down in Los Angeles, and that, that room started out full of people, like full of couples, and then they started talking about red flags, and the next week, it dwindled, and then they started talking about more things, and the next week, it dwindled, um, but I would say, you know, Nothing that class that class did not prepare us for what happens on the other side of trauma in your relationship. So I think you have a unique you and your wife specifically have a unique perspective on putting things together at the worst point in your life. So maybe you're sitting there and you're listening to this saying, Well, I don't I don't have all these traumas. Well, let me tell you, both of you have brought baggage to this relationship, and you don't know what kind of a trauma is going on in your wife's life or in your life or something that has you anchored in the past. And this book could be the key to unlocking that and transforming your relationship. Um, because when, when people make it through traumatic situations, and here they are, They've put their life back together, and now they're they're using this particular situation to give back because that's really the way I see it. You're writing a book to give back because you don't want – we don't want – like this podcast is a pay-it-forward podcast because I know the power of changing your life and your marriage. So that's what Chris is doing. That's what – you know. fortunately, his wife is good with putting these – whatever the stories are or putting this content out – to pay it forward so that you yourself can transform. And then as you transform, now you, you have the opportunity to go and share that with a buddy that's maybe struggling in the same way. And then we can kind of replicate, duplicate the success and really strengthen the marriages around us. So um, I want to tell you there, kudos for that. Um, talk to us a little bit more um, about the book, and then I'd love to hear about how long it took to write the book and – how did that go? Because I'm in the middle of writing a book, and I suck at it, dude. I am terrible at writing. Um, well, uh, writing a book is really, really easy. Writing a good book is really, really hard. Um, Touche. I dig it. <laughs> anybody can write a book. You know, I have people that are like, wow, you wrote a book. That's so impressive. I'm like, you could just bang your fingers on a keyboard and write a book, right? It's like writing a good book is impressive. Um, and um, so I hired a book coach uh, and an editor, um, you know, graphic designer for the cover and everything. Um, and so my book coach really gave me a framework of like, 
you know, chapter one, you're going to talk about your story and how you, you know, what you went through to really, you know, kind of figure some of the stuff out. And then chapter two, blah, blah, blah. Um, having that framework really helped uh, just to kind of give me a starting point for what I was going to do with each chapter. Um, and so I ended up writing uh, about four hours a day. I knocked it out in four weeks. My wow. And I was, I was self-editing as I went. Um, but then, uh, you know, then, then I had to have my book coach review it and incorporate her notes. Uh, and then the editors, you know, all my grammar and everything like that. Um, and so, uh, I self-published the book. So I just wanted to like get it out there because I couldn't get any of my, my wife was the only person that would read it uh, before it was published. And so I'm like, if I want anybody to read the thing, I got to publish it. Um, and so I just, you know, um, got it published so that I could start getting some feedback. Um, and then uh, got, you know, basically feedback around, um, some areas that didn't really make sense, you know, some things that needed to be explained more, um, you know, having having kind of a, a summary tying everything together, stuff like that. So then I made an updated version and then I've got um, and then the other big thing was I wasn't sure who would be buying the book. Right. I mean, it's 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 not aimed at men or women specifically. It's not aimed right. at separated people, you know, I wasn't sure if I would get the full spectrum of like people who are pretty happy with their marriage, but are always looking to improve it or how that was going to fall. Um, and so, um, you know, over the last few months, I've gotten a really good sense of who's buying the book and what their situations are. Uh, and so now I've got a new version that um, is about to come out and everybody that, that buys through the website gets that free. Um, wow. But it's all, I, I ended up deleting the whole last chapter because in my mind, I had this, this kind of avatar of this specific situation people might be in. And then it turned out like uh, it really only applied to a small percentage of the people that were buying the book. So I ended up deleting that. And the book is still 30 pages longer than it was. So I, I added quite a bit. That's great. And and I'm so glad that you brought that point up because that that is um that's important to to really talk about is that maybe your maybe your marriage is good, mm -hmm. but maybe you signed up for great. So this book yep. is an opportunity on how to improve the quality of your marriage no matter what the starting point is. And so I'm, I'm really happy that you brought that out. Yeah, that's, and, that uh, was one of the things because I put self-assessments in the book where people can provide ratings on their marriage. And my next door neighbor is a sweet old lady. And so I gave her a copy of the book. I just said, hey, you know, look, I, I just wanted you to check it out. Um, and she came back and she's like, I read this book thinking we had the best marriage. And I saw that you had these assessments. I thought, we're going to get, you know, it's like rate yourself one to five. She's like, we're going to get fives across the board. We're going to be the example that, you know, Chris should be telling everybody else about. And then she's like, I did the assessments and we get, we had some twos and some threes and I didn't think we really had any problems. And people are oftentimes blissfully, maybe that's the wrong word, uh, but, but just really, um, ignoring problems uh, that are there. And I talk to people every day that, that are blindsided by, you know, their, their wife or their spouse having an affair, uh, telling them they're unhappy and they want a divorce, you know, and they're like, I thought everything was fine. And it's like, when you step back, you, you know that things weren't fine. It's just that you were comfortable with how not good they were. Very true. And we find ways to justify things in our life and maybe say, we'll take care of that later or allow ourselves to be distracted by the TV or the telephone um, rather than really, really living intentionally 
and uh, cultivating and growing and watering, you know, our relationships. Maybe we spend too much time with the fertilizer. <laughs> but uh, that's I, I love that story you shared. I, I don't know how long they were married, but to but for them, for her to take that and to and to rate their marriage really speaks to how good this book really is. So if you have a struggling marriage, if you have a brand new marriage, if you have a marriage that you you know you've been in for a decade and maybe it's pretty good, but you're wondering what's next. If you've had a marriage for 25 years, 35 years, this book can help get your relationship on the path to something better than where you are. And that, that to me, is very, very exciting. And talk to me about how, how did you come up with the rating system and, and what did you decide, you know, as far as what you included in the system for rating uh, a marriage how did you how did you pull that together where it was impactful painfully slow i don't know uh it just you know um i just started typing and and i started thinking about um okay I, you know what I, I would try to visualize um a couple in front of me um okay i'm talking to a husband i'm talking to a wife and what questions would I ask and how would I try to um, really determine um, if, if they've got some toxic things, which of course I had, I had ample evidence of, of what a toxic marriage looks like, um, both in my own and, you know, my parents and, and other people in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure I could have contributed to the book with some of the stupid things I did in my relationship. Um, here's something I did not check into, and I'm wondering if it's available. Um, do you have this book on audio, or do you plan to make it an audio version? So as soon as this new version comes out, um, which should be in a week, uh, which m might already happen by the time this goes live, but um, it should be right around the first of the year, 2023, um, then I'm going to start getting the audio version recorded. Um, I've looked at doing it myself, but gosh, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. Well, I'm an audio book junkie and, uh, I drive like a lot for work, um, in my nine to five, it's not even a nine to five, but I do a lot of driving and I love audio books and I also love it when the author reads it. If that well, makes, if that means anything. So I, it I, I it's a lot of work, I, I bet. So, I mean, from what I've researched, uh, you know, people that, that do this professionally, um, they say for somebody who hasn't done it before, you probably need to read each page and do, do six readings of each chapter. Um, and then you got to go through and edit all that to like find the best sentence. And I'm like, ah, that'll take a year. <laughs> I think I just want to pay somebody to do that. I feel you. I feel you. Well, I'm sure it's uh, definitely not going to be the last book that you write because you found you found something that works and you found something that can strengthen men and women in their in their marriages and something that really it's there's something to be said. You know, because you're really not the same person. My wife and I have been married for 23 years now, and we are not the same people as the day we said I do. We're just yeah. not. And like you, you know, um, not specific to your example, but we, we had been through some really traumatic situations in, in our marriage, dealing with our kids from um, – you know, we had triplets, we had twins. They were all on life support when they were born. And uh, we had issues uh, with their health that came with like seizures and brain surgeries. Like one of our girls had, it's it sounds dumb to say 20 brain surgeries, but 20 different surgeries in her brain. And um, there was some sexual abuse by babysitters and, uh, you know, just some really, really tough t times. And then autism our three of our children are, are autistic. So it was really, there were really some hard times there where we were just in straight survival mode mm -hmm. and we didn't really know what marriage looked like anymore. 
And so at about the 10-year mark, we were like, uh, we're kind of getting into the into the phase of roommates, and this is not what we signed up for. And we were drifting apart just because life, like it all happened in such a short amount of time. And so, you know, we were at uh, one of those personal development deals through church, which was not churchy at all. Um, but it was the first time I'd ever been a part of something where it's like, oh, you can actually change what you're doing. You can do something different. And then we did a marriage conference. And then from there, you know, we transformed our relationship and it took about a decade to get to where we were. And for me to say, okay, this is pretty incredible. And your life gets a major upgrade for both you and your wife. If you enhance and, you know, strengthen and, and you're intentional about your marriage and really grow your relationship. So I see just tremendous value in this book. And like we've said before, I'm, I'll just repeat it anyway. Whether you're newlyweds or married for 40 or 50 years, you got a good marriage, a great marriage, or your marriage is really struggling and you're separated, etc. This book offers you the opportunity to take the next step in your relationship. And uh, I'd be excited to to get the feedback. Any feedback we get from the audience, obviously we will share it with you. And how can people um, get in touch with you? Because you're not only a writer, right? You, you coach marriage as well. Talk to me about that. Yes. Yeah, so, um, well, the first thing I want to say is that, you know, to your point, when something is important to you, then you invest time, energy, and money into it, right? If you value your marriage, if you value your wife, um, then you have to, you have to act in a way that's congruent with that, right? Um, yep. And so buying a book is an investment of time, money, and energy to, to read that and to, um, you know, take the time and, and everything. Um, and anything that you're not investing into, that you're not purposely growing, will suffer and will wither and die. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, marriage coaching, um, I do, I work with either the husband or the wife or both together. Most of the time, um, I'm working with just one spouse, uh, because the other one is, um, you know, not sure that they want to be married, not sure that they are interested in, in, you know, marriage or even filing divorce paperwork and, and already knows that, you know, in their own mind knows that they don't want to be married anymore. Got it. Got it. And then, um, I'll put it all in the show notes. What is the best way for somebody to reach out to you, uh, to contact you? So you can get the book at www.startswithyoucoaching.com. Um, and then the, my emails in the book and, um, it's on the website, but it's just support at startswithyoucoaching.com. But I tell everybody, look, start with the book, you know, see if, if I'm a good fit for you because, uh, you know, sometimes people are just desperate for anything. And I say, well, look, you know, you can go try therapy or marriage counseling. What I do is very different. Um, you know, I, I try hard not to knock those things. Um, but uh, what I do is, is just something else. So, yeah. And I think, and uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. My, and, and just going back to what you're talking about as an investment, it's a, it is such a small fee to invest in something that can make such a world-changing difference when it comes to your relationship. I mean, we spend money on things that are just stupid all the time. I mean, if oh, yeah. you go through Starbucks, go through Starbucks four or five times a week, uh, you're easily buying the book. You go Dutch Brothers or In-N-Out or McDonald's, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, people spend money on games on their phone, et cetera. But those things are not doing anything to improve your life or your situation. So oh, and, a small and, investment. Yeah. And, and in struggling marriages, people tend to really overcompensate 
Um, you know, I talked to somebody, uh, they, he, he was, this, this guy was spending like $20,000 to fly his whole family to Europe for some concert or something that his wife really wanted to see. And, um, and that was like, he was doing this cause his wife, you know, didn't want to be married. And it's like, I mean, you know, people, you, you're going to spend the money one way or another. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I've always found that my life gets better when I spend in line with my values. Um, and so when my true. values are, are in line and, um, that the things that are important to me grow and flourish, uh, then everything else comes, comes with it. Yeah. And I think you, I think you said it so well when it, when it comes to, uh, to investing, when it comes to investing in your relationship, you can spend money or you can invest money. And the beautiful part about an investment is there is such potential for payoff. And that's what you'd be doing with this book. And, you know, furthermore, if the book is a fit and maybe you, maybe you're, you know, apprehensive or you're against coaching, let me tell you, I'm a product of great marriage coaching. And that's what, brought this podcast on four years ago. Obviously, Chris is, you know, he was able to coach himself through the situation and write a book, and now he's coaching other people So in other relationships. So the if you if you have any, any pushback when it comes to the coaching or maybe your wife doesn't want to do it, I'm, this, is, this seems a little cheesy, but it starts with you, bro. And I, I didn't even plan that out to happen, but it happened. Um, it starts with you. So if, uh, you know, like was said earlier in the podcast, oh, this is just a bunch of common sense. Well, you're actually not, you know, executing your plan with common sense. And in order to make things better, you have to do something different. Why not um, take those directions from a guy who's already been where you've been and has seen success and is helping other relationships build upon that success so that you can strengthen, you know, your relationship. You can strengthen yourself as a man and then in a, in a relationship, you know, with your wife and then your family. And everybody pays the benefit when you, when you take responsibility for what you do, when you take responsibility for your life and your actions, et cetera. So, I, man, I'm glad that you came on the show today. Um, I thank you for talking to us about your experience and who you are. And uh, if you want to make another run at it, when another book comes out, you are welcome on this podcast anytime. Um, I'll get all your information uh, in the show notes, and then we'll get it released. And then any feedback we get, it's coming your way. And I have one listener in particular that my wife, Jeannie, and I have been working with, and he is a prime candidate for this book because he's trying desperately to transform his marriage and what the things that he does seem to make it worse. And so I need to get with him after this show, send him a link to the book and get him on top of it because he has a he's got a beautiful family. He's got a beautiful family and his intentions are all right, but his execution seems to be fumbled for some reason. And so I definitely want to turn him on to that and uh and help him get his marriage transformed so to everything that um, to be. one thing that i believe and that the evidence has shown me is that a personal transformation uh, sorry a marriage transformation only and always comes from a personal transformation and you know i feel like the real value in coaching and i used to be a self-help junkie you know i used to read 200 books a year of, uh, you know, self-help and stuff. Um, and yet my life wasn't really changing or improving. I was feeling smarter. I was feeling like I knew more than other people, but, but I wasn't getting different results in my life. And the biggest thing that I've realized about my value as a coach, mm -hmm. um, is my ability to challenge people to, to balance supporting and challenging them, but really, most people get enough support. It's, it's actually, they need somebody that's willing to call them out on their bullshit and, and their lies and their excuses and yes. their justifications. Yes. Come on. And, um, 
you know that that is something uh that is is absolutely necessary because the biggest thing that people do and what keeps them stuck is they lie to themselves and they tell themselves how much they've changed and how hard they're trying and all these things and um and it's just it's lies so that you can feel better about yourself no doubt i've always been a proponent of if you think you're you're changing <laughs> and things are getting better have somebody ask your wife <laughs> Because, uh, you know, and in the beginning, she's not going to – you don't have to go out and, like, you know, evangelize all the changes you're making. It's like – it's exactly like you said. She will be able to tell what the evidence is. She will see that. And then in turn, you're going to see the evidence that it's producing. So very wise, a very great way to put it. And uh, so much so I had to write it down. The evidence will guide you. That is fantastic. Um and it really, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's common sense right. because then we're going back to this guy that knocked the book. Give that guy my number. You got it. <laughs> uh, but for that, any anything, any parting words before we close this down? Anything you want to say uh, to our listeners uh, um, before we bring you this know, to a close? You can have peace. You can have joy. And you can love yourself. And you can have happiness no matter what's happening in your marriage. Um, and in order to have a happy, healthy marriage, you actually have to find that in yourself first. It doesn't come after the fact, not, not the way that you think it does. So true. So true. You got to be game time ready so you can contribute to the team. That is so, so true. Well, this has been fantastic, man. I, I, uh, it's great to meet you. It's great to learn more about you. I've been checking out your videos. Um, and they were, you know, obviously thought provoking. And so I appreciate you sharing your knowledge, sharing the book and, uh, looking forward to the things you're going to continue to pour out and, uh, for what you're doing. I just honor you for what you're doing to promote good, healthy marriage. It's not popular these days. So thank you. Thank you for taking this on, and thank you for being an advocate for marriage. I, I deeply appreciate that. And um, I can't wait to, to talk to you again on the program anytime you have something coming out. Like I say, it's Thank all, you so much. I appreciate that. The show that. is open to you. Yeah, absolutely. He's Chris Parsons. I'm Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.